Hey everyone, welcome back to Genuine Girl. It has been a couple weeks since I recorded my last episode, which was a little intro back into the podcast. And since then, I honestly feel like my entire life has changed. In many ways, it really has. So there's a lot of content to get into in today's episode and in the future episodes that I'll be making. I'm so excited for this summer and getting back into Genuine Girl. I have so many ideas and honestly, I'm just happy to be here. So thank you for coming back and giving me another chance. I really appreciate it. Or if you're new, welcome. My name is Meredith. I just graduated college a little over two weeks ago now when I'm recording this, and I'm going to be kind of just talking through my experiences navigating that post-grad life, trying to be as real and genuine as I can because I know we live in a world right now where not many people are being super genuine and it can feel very lonely and isolating to feel like you're the only one going through some of these really tough growing up adulting experiences. So I'm right here with you. I'm here to be your friend. I'm here to maybe be your accountability partner and help you kind of make those changes that you're wanting to make in your life. And we're just going to be in this together. So this episode is going to be more specifically talking about moving into your first adult place, whether that's an apartment or something else. After we graduate college or high school, whatever it may be, oftentimes a lot of us go through this phase of trying to find our first place to live outside of a school or home environment, and it can be kind of scary. There's a lot that goes on, and I just went through that myself. I moved into my first adult apartment a couple weeks ago, right after I graduated. So there's a lot going through my brain right now. But I'm here to talk about all of those feelings today, all of my tips and tricks, and kind of just my experience with the whole moving into my first adult apartment thing. Before I get into that, though, I thought I would start with kind of just a general update on my life since graduating, since moving in, and how I'm feeling about everything. Because my last episode was talking a little bit about how I felt before I graduated, but now a lot of new feelings have come up that I would love to share with you because maybe you're feeling the same way and I can give you a little reassurance that you are not alone. So, First, I want to start with graduation, how that went, all of the feelings that came up with that. So as I mentioned, I only graduated a couple weeks ago, so it is still very fresh. I haven't had time to really process it too much, but I had a few different ceremonies that I was lucky enough to attend on graduation weekend, and my parents were in town, which was awesome to have them there. They were so sweet to come and support me, and During those ceremonies, it just felt so surreal to me that I was actually sitting there getting a diploma, getting recognized for four years of hard work. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I've dreamed about basically since I started college, maybe even before that, if I'm being honest. And the fact that it was actually happening just felt really weird to me. And that's kind of a common theme I've been feeling through all of these changes these past couple of weeks is just this feeling of disbelief and almost shock. I didn't realize it would be so hard to process all of this happening because I thought I was so prepared. You know, I had been 
looking forward to this for years. And then when it actually happened, I didn't even know how to process it, which surprised me. But going off of that, since I graduated, you know, it was super exciting when it happened. Also kind of just a lot of different emotions and a lot of changes realizing, you know, I'm not going to be back in school in the fall or, you know, maybe ever. I don't even know yet. But all of that to say, I was going through a lot during that time. And after that graduation weekend, moving hasn't given me a lot of time to think about graduation. And so I guess my overall feelings around it have been just almost numbness to it. Like it happened, it was really cool when it happened. And now that it has happened, I've been so, so busy that I think my brain has kind of tricked me into thinking nothing has really changed because I'm pretty much just as busy now as I was when I was in school, even though it's in a very, very different way. I think I'm just so used to this constant busyness that things won't really hit me until I don't have this constant busyness anymore. And that also kind of scares me. I am so used to always having to be busy. And honestly, I've had a few moments of little peace and relaxation over the past couple weeks. And when I have had those moments of stillness, I instantly kind of get antsy and I get stressed out. And it's just like it's a habit for me. I'm kind of sad about that, honestly, because I think part of me wishes that that was something that was just limited to school and that, you know, my constant need to be busy was something that only related to feeling the need to study all the time or do my homework or do something school related. But now that I'm out of school and still having those feelings of having to be constantly busy, I'm realizing how much that impacted my entire life. And, you know, those feelings did not just come up as a result of school. I mean, maybe they did at first, but they have kind of permeated into every other area of my life and become a habit so that when I'm not busy doing something, I instantly think, oh no, I am not productive. I need to be productive to, I don't even know. I think it's some sort of thing tied to my self-worth that if I'm not busy, then I'm not productive. And if I'm not productive, then, you know, I'm not doing anything with my life. And if I'm not doing anything with my life, then, you know, what kind of person am I? And it's just a spiral of thoughts. So I didn't mean to get into that whole thing in this episode. That could be a whole different episode. But all of that is just to say that those feelings haven't necessarily gone away. And I know it's only been a couple weeks, but I am realizing there's a lot of work I have to do that I want to do on kind of disbanding this habit that's formed in my life over the past several years of always having to be busy. And I think the summer really is going to be the perfect time for me to work on kind of being okay with relaxation, being okay with having fun, things like that. I have a lot of goals and different things I want to get involved in this summer that will hopefully help me just get out of that mindset of constant need for busyness. But that's also for another episode that is coming soon. I just want to say all of this because I think 
a lot of us in different things in our life, you know, when we transition, we just expect it to be this easy thing where, you know, for me, I thought, oh, okay, once I graduate college, then I'll be fine. Then I won't, you know, feel stressed all the time. I won't feel this need to constantly be busy. But when you really think about it and then start to experience it, you quickly realize, oh, it's it's not that easy. You know, this takes time. Any adjustment takes time. And I need to give myself a little bit of grace and just time to adjust because I should not be expecting myself to just, you know, instantly change and be 100% happy and no longer stressed about anything just because I'm not in school. That is not how it works. These are, you know, years of built up emotions and habits that I need to work on, uh, I guess, changing. But that's okay. It's a constant journey. I just wanted to say that. So if you guys feel the same way, you know that you're not alone. Okay, that that's all I'm going to say on graduation for now. I'll say more as time goes on and I am able to process it more, but for now, that's all I've got. Apartment stuff. This is where I have a lot to say, and it's kind of going to get into the topic of today's episode, but I want to start with this. Getting my own adult apartment for myself outside of college has been a goal of mine for years. I have thought about what it would be like to have my own apartment that, you know, I'm paying for, that is mine, and all of that stuff for a very long time. And it finally happened a couple weeks ago, and I just am also in disbelief about that, very much in shock, and it's simultaneously so exciting and emotion-inducing and at the same time very numbing in a way because sometimes I'm in here like, oh my gosh, how is this real? How is this my life? How did I get here? This is so cool. And other times I'm just sitting here, I think, so overwhelmed by everything going on that it's like my brain can't even put how I'm feeling into words and it's just kind of like I'm paralyzed. I'm just here taking it in, but not even sure what to do with all of the information. It's a big transition. I was thinking about all the places I've lived and just obviously through college, I've lived in many different places, a different place each year. But I mean, I've just been going through a lot of living changes recently and to think that now I'm here in this place that really has been my dream for so long when just a few months ago I was in school, not really doing the best, just really wanting to graduate. It's absolutely crazy to think about how much can change in such a short amount of time. And I just feel really, really grateful to have this place and to be able to afford this and just to have saved up money while I was in school. I Honestly, that is one of the biggest things I'm proud of myself for through college is just committing to saving up my money. And for a while, you know, I didn't really know why or what I was doing with it. But now, obviously, I uh, definitely have a lot of things to spend it on. And I'm just so glad I did that because it is allowing me to really live out my dream of getting an apartment 
and being able to spend a few months here before I start working, just really getting settled and adjusted to this new life, this new place that I'm living, basically new everything. And oh, it's just, it's crazy. So I've been going through a lot of changes with that. And it's just been insane trying to, you know, move in, get all new furniture, everything from scratch, really, because that's the other thing. I've only ever lived in furnished apartments or dorms uh, or at home with my parents where there is also furniture. So I've never had to buy completely new furniture. Like I walked in this place and I really didn't have much of anything. I had a car full of stuff from school, but that was it. And that was just like living essentials you know it wasn't a couch it wasn't a bed it wasn't a tv or pictures or anything like that i had to buy everything basically to furnish this apartment i'm still working on buying more but yeah that was overwhelming just you know having to really start from scratch in an unfurnished place but it was also exciting because i have the chance to really make it my own and I'm so happy that I get to do this. That was a lot of feelings I just threw at you. I know that I'm not the only one who's going through this new phase of life, you know, just graduated, trying to find a place to live, or, you know, maybe you're not trying to find a place right now, but you will be in the future, or maybe you've been graduated for a long time and you've already lived in a lot of different places. Wherever you're at, I... I'm hoping that today's episode can help you just as I kind of go through my experience of searching for my first place, seeing what was possible for me, and then after getting it, how the decorating process has gone, and just how I'm kind of navigating everything. Because I just want to have a disclaimer here. I do not know what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, I've never done this before, so it's very new to me. I'm very lucky to have my parents in the area to help me out, so I'm not totally alone here, but still, I am new to this, and so I'm not going to be going into this episode with like, here's what you need to do in order to, you know, get the place of your dreams. I'm just going to be speaking candidly about my experience and some things that helped me as I was searching for a place to live and as I started decorating and how I've kind of just been trying to make this place feel like home. So let's get started with my apartment hunting experience. Oh boy. Okay. So little known fact about me is that in my free time, I just love scrolling the web looking at apartments. I love watching apartment tours. I love watching apartment hunting videos. I love just going on apartments.com and looking at available apartments in different areas, not even areas that I'm going to be living, but just areas for fun. It's just fascinating to me to see what's out there and to do those little virtual tours online. I don't know. I'm weird, maybe a little nerdy, but with that, um, I I definitely started apartment hunting early, earlier than most people probably would. I think part of this was because I was lucky enough to know where I would be living after college pretty early on. I knew at the beginning of my senior year that I would be moving to Arizona after I graduated, so that helped me tremendously because 
I could actually start looking for apartments with that confidence that, okay, this is where I'll be working. So these are the different areas I could be living. And that was super helpful. But obviously, you know, at that point, I couldn't look very seriously because there's no way I was going to start a lease when I was still in school. That would not have (laughs) gone very well for my bank account. So still, I started researching very early on. And because of that, I was able to find a place pretty early. Uh, The place I found was actually a new place still being built. And I was able to find it first semester of senior year, actually, and they had leases available starting this summer um, and even before that. So they had them available at different times, but I had never seen any apartments up to that point that already had dates that far out. You know, most apartments, it's like you don't know what's available until a month or two in advance, maybe. And this one already had dates for the summer and apartments that would be available then. So I was instantly drawn in by that because me being a planner, I thought, oh my gosh, this is great. I could have my apartment figured out like six months in advance. Cool. So I started researching. I looked into it and I was also very lucky in that my parents live in the area that I've moved. So whenever I came home, I was able to actually see places in person and they were able to join me and kind of give me tips along the way because they've done this before and I have not. So it was very helpful to have them. But moral of the story, I was able to find the place I'm living pretty early on. It ended up being exactly what I was looking for, which is crazy. Like, I don't know how it worked out so well, but basically everything I had on my list of priorities for an apartment, it met. Um, So I ended up signing a lease. I mean, I committed to this apartment in December, I think, and the lease started in May. So I basically had this apartment um, held for me for those months in between that. And I moved in a couple weeks ago, got the keys. My lease has started and oh my, do I feel like an adult now. It's scary, but it really was a smooth process. However, before that, I was researching so many different apartment complexes, touring so many when I was in town and just kind of on information overload. So it wasn't like this was the first place I found. I know I make it sound really simple, but it definitely wouldn't have happened if I hadn't been researching early and, you know, making that a priority. Uh, So that kind of leads me into some of my tips when it comes to apartment hunting that really helped me. Some of them I've already kind of mentioned, but The first really is I would recommend as soon as you kind of know where you're going to be living, like what area at least, start doing your research, even if it's super far in advance. I mean, I think a lot of people wait until the last minute to start looking up apartments uh, because oftentimes, like I said, they do not have apartments available online to look at until 
maybe a month or two before the lease would start or before it's available. So a lot of people, I think, know that. And because of that, they don't start even looking until a month or two before they need to move. And I mean, I definitely could have done that and still found something because people do it all the time. I just know that I wouldn't have found this apartment that I'm in that ended up being the perfect fit for me. And I wouldn't have gotten kind of this choice and this flexibility that I had because I researched a little early. And I know this is so much easier said than done because not everyone knows where they're going to be. But if you do have an idea or even have an idea of places you would like to be, I would say just start researching. Go go on apartments.com or just Google different apartments in different areas that you're interested in and maybe make a little spreadsheet with different places that sound interesting. Um, I, I think especially if you are going to be living in the area that you're already living in, then driving around in person and looking at different neighborhoods, what's around can be super beneficial as well. That's what I ended up doing a lot. And it's crazy how much you can learn just by driving around because an apartment complex might look great, but a lot of people don't always think about what's in the surrounding area. And sometimes it can be really helpful to see like, oh, I didn't know it was in this type of neighborhood or, oh, wow, it has all of these retail stores nearby. I mean, it could be good or bad, but sometimes you have to drive around to see that. And if you're not in the area, then <laughs> I I definitely love me some good Google Maps Street View. I use it a little too much, a little obsessively sometimes when I am looking for directions somewhere and need to know exactly what it's going to look like. I look at Street View, but that can also be really helpful if you can't be there in person. Just plop your little yellow dude on Google Maps onto the street that the apartment's on and just kind of pretend like you're driving down the street, see what it looks like. I think that can also be really helpful. Even if it's not the full experience, you can at least see what's around and get more of a visual. Maybe that's just because I'm a visual person though. Okay, second tip that really helped me that is also kind of centered around the research piece and will really help you with your research um, as you move forward, I would say it's great to kind of do this before you start researching, but I, I think it also helps to do as you continue researching because you'll learn a lot about what's out there. It is to make your priority list. You know, I'm sure you've heard like make your list of needs and wants, your must haves and nice to haves or however people say it. And it might sound cheesy, but I really think making some sort of list of what you're looking for in an apartment or house or wherever you're moving is super helpful. It was very, very helpful for me. And also when making that, know that it might have to change because especially if this is your first time looking for a place, I think there's a lot of things I certainly didn't know going into the process. And I might have had a little too high of expectations sometimes about what I should be able to get and what 
you know, I really wanted. And sometimes you do have to be a little flexible and some of the things that you think you really want might have to be shifted down on the list depending on what's out there. But still, I think knowing going into your search, like I really want to be in this area or I really want, you know, Uh, these certain amenities. I want it to be pet friendly. I want this type of view or, you know, maybe you can't get that specific on view, but just say like, I want a pool view or I want a city view, whatever it might be. Um, Also another big one, and I'd argue this is the biggest one for people straight out of college is set your budget. I think I got very carried away sometimes looking online at these super luxurious apartments that I just, I could not afford, okay? And they they were just way too expensive. But I started looking at them and I was just like, oh my gosh, this would really be a dream. Like maybe I could make this work if I didn't spend any money on anything else all month, which obviously that's not how it's going to work. Um, but (laughs) I think I quickly realized, oh, I really need to set a budget because otherwise I'm going to just be getting into this constant cycle of seeing these great apartments that are way out of my price range and then getting sad when I can't afford them, blah, blah, blah. So I would say definitely get clear on your budget. And something that I've found is that it's actually really hard to know what your budget should be. Um, I don't think we're taught this in college. I always have wished that I could have taken some kind of personal finance class that would have actually taught me about budgeting, about taxes, about basic things that we all have to go through as adults. I think it's so bizarre that schools do not incorporate this into every student's curriculum. Like, I was literally a finance major, and I still don't know about this stuff. So, um, yeah, that might not be very reassuring to any of you finance majors out there or anyone still in college. I'm sorry. Maybe you'll have a better experience with that than I did. But I definitely struggled knowing, like, okay, how much money should I be devoting to rent each month? And how much money should I need for food and for, you know, other stuff, hobbies? I don't know. Like there's all this stuff. And I was lucky to have a spreadsheet from one of my internships that kind of gave me a formula or template, I guess, for laying out all of my different expenses. And I kind of tried to use that and to make it into something I could use for myself. But even then, I was like, I don't know if this is accurate. So honestly, a lot of the budget stuff (laughs) ended up having to be kind of a guessing game for me. But it really obviously helped to know how much I would be making in my job and how much I already had saved up in my bank account because that was what allowed me to be able to get this apartment in May before my job started um, and, you know, know that I'd be able to pay for it for a few months before the job starts. But with that said, I want to do more on the topic of budgeting. And honestly, I want to talk to more experts about it because I don't know if I necessarily feel uh, like I am 
expert enough in this field to do a whole episode on it by myself, but if that is something you guys are interested in me talking about, let me know because I know it's a struggle for so many of us and I wish I had more I could say to help you with the budgeting for an apartment, but I'd say what really helped me is just looking online for any budgeting templates that could help you kind of list out all of your possible expenses and just help you really remember, okay, I have to start paying for insurance when I graduate and start a job, maybe, or I have to start paying for food, I have to start doing this, and there's so many things that are very easy to forget until you have to start paying for them, so the templates definitely help, and uh, obviously knowing how much money you're making in your job or whatever you're doing, that helps, all of that helps for sure, but I would say just make your best educated guess (laughs) and see what you can do. And also, I guess I should have mentioned this earlier, but a lot of the budgeting for me really was based off of what my priorities were. So as I mentioned, having a nice apartment is really my top priority or at least one of my top priorities because my living space has always been so so important to me and to my mental health and just how I feel even if I'm not consciously aware of it all the time I know that where I'm living and my surroundings greatly impact how I feel throughout the day um, how I you know work and in school like it definitely impacted the quality of my schoolwork and just how productive I was at home or in my apartment, wherever I was living. And I've kind of always known that I need a nice living space that I can really make my own in order to, you know, be successful and to just feel my best. So I knew that going in and I knew that because a living space was so important to me, I would be willing to pay a little bit more in comparison to other things that might not be as important to me. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like going out. I'm not a huge partier. I'm not the kind of person who's going out to bars every night, but I know some people are, and that's something they spend a lot of money on, and they're willing to do that because that's a priority to them. But for me, I'm not really into that scene as much. I'm Not to say that I would never do that, but I think I'd rather spend the extra money that I could spend toward that on an apartment, if that makes sense. So I guess it really just comes down to what you prioritize. I don't think there's a right or wrong. As long as, you know, you're able to pay for it, then you do you. But that's kind of just how I went about the whole thing. Okay, last thing with apartment hunting that also goes along with the research is just don't stop looking (laughs) and that just sounds really depressing i'm sure especially if apartment hunting or house hunting isn't really your thing and you don't like doing it uh i get it i i don't think a lot of people like it as much as i do so i'm kind of the odd one out here but what really helped me is just staying on top of different complexes that I was interested in, seeing what their availability was, and honestly seeing the pricing too, because oh, I, 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 the pricing has just been going up and up. I mean, in the area I'm living and I think many other areas, uh, apartment 
rent is not cheap right now. And it was kind of depressing <laughs> to keep checking and seeing prices go up, up, up. And obviously there's nothing I could really do about that. But it was helpful for me to just kind of keep an eye out on the trends and pricing and availability and just staying in contact with people at different complexes I was interested in was helpful for me just to make sure like, you know, I had them on my radar and they kind of knew I was interested. Um, it just made me feel good to kind of always know what was going on, even though I wasn't really ready to sign a lease or move in for a while. So, you know, you can start as early as you can and just keep researching, keep looking. It can be discouraging when it seems like everywhere is super expensive or, you know, nowhere really has the availability that you're looking for. And I get it because I was feeling overwhelmed at first too. I just honestly got very lucky um, in what I found, but I'm not saying that it was easy. It did take a lot of hard work and um, I mean, the research took a lot of hard work and, you know, being able to afford it took a lot of hard work when I was in school. So it was a lot of hard work and I'm, you know, I'm happy that it worked out, but it is not an easy process. So I don't want to portray it as, oh yeah, you know, I just happened to stumble on this apartment and be, you know, sign a lease early and woohoo, it all worked out because it's not, <laughs> it's not that simple. There's a lot more that goes into it. But that's kind of what I have to say about the apartment hunt, my experience, my tips. Now that I've moved in, I've really gotten to experience the world of decorating an apartment from scratch, like I said, because I came with no furniture. This has been a journey, and it's been a really fun one, honestly, but at times a bit stressful. Um, just ask my mom. We have been in multiple stores over the past few weeks where I have just... <sighs> almost had a mental breakdown because of how much money I was spending and just how I didn't even know what I was buying at some points. Like my brain was just turning to mush after looking at like 50 different bar stools. I was like, I just want bar stools. I need somewhere to sit in my apartment. And I was just about to buy the first ones I saw. Um, I'm lucky I had <laughs> my mom and dad to kind of help me just, you know, not go too crazy. Um, that really helped. But yeah, there have been ups and downs of the decorating process. Let's just put it that way. I did find bar stools, by the way, that are very cute. Um, and I'm planning to post a full apartment tour if I haven't already and just kind of show what it looks like, explain where everything's from, because again, I love watching those. Anyway, so my experience with apartment decorating, to get a little more specific, I started looking at apartment decor and color schemes and all the fun things, again, very, very, very early. <laughs> like, as I was researching apartments, I was simultaneously on Pinterest scrolling through color scheme ideas for an apartment and different you know, furniture positioning ideas and decor hacks and watching YouTube videos about like things you should never do in a small space. I don't even remember, but there was some helpful info that I got from those and I felt very prepared. Um, I just did it like way too far in advance, maybe not too far. Again, the earlier I think the better. I just like doing things early, but that's just me. 
Um, but yeah, with that, I would say Pinterest is your best friend when you're trying to find inspiration for how to decorate an apartment or just get an idea for what kind of color scheme you're going for. I made a whole board just for my new apartment and I made, I don't know what they call them, sub boards or folders or something for each room. And whenever I saw something on Pinterest that just really sparked my interest, I pinned it straight to those boards and it was really great to have to look back on uh, especially as I was starting to buy furniture and decorate it was great to have that but I will say another reason it's great to do this early is because unfortunately I think this is still continuing it has been for a long time but a lot of big furniture is taking a very long time to ship depending on where you shop and what you're looking for it the days are are gone when you could just expect a couch to arrive in a week. Like now it could be several weeks, several months. I know people who have waited over a year for furniture and that just blows my mind. And so I kind of knew, okay, Meredith, you have to start looking early because you do not want to be without a bed for the first three months of your lease. You know what I mean? So I would say, you know, if you have any idea, even if you don't know where you're living yet, which that might sound weird, but even if you don't have a place set in stone, if you need a couch or a bed, start looking now because you might be surprised at how long these things take to ship. I had a lot of trouble with finding, a, I think, a coffee table that would ship in a reasonable time. Um, all of the ones I was looking at were at least a couple months, a few months, sometimes, you know, a whole year out. So, that's all I'm going to say. Um, don't be afraid to start looking for furniture early because sometimes that's the only way you can get anything in a in the time that you need it. But with that said, I I know that for me, there was so much furniture that I was needing that it did get very overwhelming very quickly, which is why I created an Excel spreadsheet. You know me and my Excel. I it, You actually probably don't. I don't talk about Excel too much, but it has kind of saved my life these past few months. So my Excel certification that I got in the business school um, really helped me. So thank you, TCU. Anyway, quick shout out. Um, yeah, so I used an Excel spreadsheet to track kind of all of the furniture that I was finding. And at first it was kind of just a dump for all of these different links of different types of furniture that I was just interested in because I needed a place to store things. Like I was finding a bazillion different couches that I liked and there was no way I was going to be able to remember all those. So I put all the links down into a spreadsheet. And then as I started narrowing it down, I created more columns that were kind of like, okay, where am I in the process with this piece of furniture? Have I ordered it? Is it shipped? Have I received it? Um, when's the expected delivery date? Um, you know, I, I got kind of crazy. I'm a big color coder, but it was really helpful. I have to say it was the only thing that kept me on track. And I think the biggest thing it helped me with was the pricing of everything because I was able to put all the prices in and kind of add up like, okay, how much is all this going to cost? Is this in my budget? Because just as the apartment rent had to be 
accounted for in my budget. I also had to account for all of this furniture I was buying in my budget as well. And I think at first I kind of forgot that like, oh yeah, I'm not just renting an apartment. I'm also buying all this furniture. So I need to make sure I can afford this. And that was a really helpful way to just make sure that I wasn't going to go broke or in debt. So that's all about that. As far as little tips that helped me when I was actually on websites looking at furniture because I did end up doing a lot of my furniture shopping while I was at school uh, because I was not in Arizona very much over the past semester or two. So a lot of this was online shopping, which was very difficult. Not being able to see things in person was a challenge for sure. But a few things helped. The first was, okay, this is, these are very niche tips, okay? So you know, some of you might be like, okay, girl, I'm not there yet. Like, calm down. But I know these could help someone, okay? So I'm going to say them. And if you need to get out your pen and paper or whatever, go for it. Okay, number one, let's say you're on a website and you find this piece of furniture that you love, but it's low-key expensive. Like, you don't know if you can really afford it. It's maybe a nicer piece, and the quality is definitely there, but you just wish there was a cheaper option. Okay, some of you might be like, this is obvious, but just Google the exact name of that expensive piece and search it on Google. And most of the time in the ads at the top, Google's gonna show you comparable dupes to that piece of furniture, and you will be able to find cheaper I guess, I don't know if dupes is the right word because sometimes they're not exactly identical, but Google knows kind of what you're looking at and they will show you similar pieces that are often at lower prices. Not always, but sometimes. And that's actually how I found a lot of things. That's how I found my coffee table, which happened to be on sale and Google was advertising it. That's how I found a lot of stuff. And so I would just say if you are a person with more expensive taste and you wish that you could find stuff for a little less that still kind of has the same look you're wanting, Google the name of that expensive product, look in the search results, the ads at the top. They're going to show you a lot of similar pieces, often for less money. Okay, another thing I've realized is that sometimes one item does not just exist at one place. So, I found this a lot with like accent chairs, for example. I found a really cute accent chair, let's say on Target. I think this happened when I was looking. And I thought it was cute. It was kind of expensive, but like, I guess I could do it. But for fun, I just Googled the name of that piece. And rather than finding, you know, dupes or similar pieces at different stores, I found that piece actually exists at other stores in stores that I would never think of. Like, I think this one chair I was looking at existed at Target and was also sold at like Home Depot and Lowe's. Like, I would never think of going there to buy chairs, you know what I mean? But sure enough, Google shows the same product at these stores and it was cheaper at the other stores than it was at Target. But I would have never known if I didn't Google it. So Google these things, people. I would say Google every piece of furniture you're going to find just to make sure you can't find a better deal elsewhere because, you know, we're all, I was about to say we're all little kids on a budget. Um, I guess I just feel like a little kid. Sorry, didn't mean to offend anyone, but you know, we're, we're young 
And so oftentimes we're looking for the best deal. I get that. Okay, last thing, kind of niche, is there is an extension on Google Chrome called Honey. I'm sure many of you have heard of it. I feel like I always hear about it on podcast ads and stuff like that. But it is basically an extension you can download on your Google Chrome browser. And every time you're going to check out online to purchase something, it'll pop up and um, check for coupons, I think, that can be applied to your order to save you money. And then every time you use the Honey coupons on your purchase, it'll give you points with Honey. I think that's what they're called. I'm not an expert on this, but it'll give you points and in your Honey extension, you can go in and start accumulating these points with your purchases and redeem those points for gift cards through Honey. And I think I've done that before. I have done that before. And you can get gift cards for, I mean, the main websites like Amazon, Target, all these different gift cards once you accumulate enough points, which is kind of cool. You're literally getting like cash back for using Honey. Um, to save money on your purchases. So it's like you save money on your purchase when you use it, and then you get points that you can redeem for more money later. So, and, oh yeah, best part, it's free. Um, (laughs) I feel like I'm doing a Honey ad right now. So Honey, if you would like to sponsor me, I am am happy to do that for you, but this is not sponsored. (laughs) This is just my own personal experience. It helps me save so much money. Um, It helps me all the time, but especially on furniture stuff, it it really scours the web for all these coupon codes that could possibly work. And sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes it does. So I would say, you know, just to really maximize your chances of getting money off, use it and it might just help you. Okay. That's all my tips for apartment decorating. I'm like out of breath because I'm so excited talking about this stuff. I don't know why, but I've really enjoyed decorating and just designing my place and just going through the whole process. It's been super exciting for me and I sound so nerdy, but I wanted to do an episode about it because I know that it can be a really intimidating process for so many people, myself included, that, you know, I'm excited, but it was overwhelming and it still is. So don't get me wrong. It just, I think, is something that we all go through at some point. And even if you're not there right now, I hope you can reference this episode in the future, maybe wherever you are in life, and it can kind of help you feel less alone in the process. So I hope you got something out of it. If you did, please feel free to connect with me on social media. I am getting my social media game back, people, okay? I promise I am. My new Instagram handle, because I've been changing it quite a bit, trying to get Genuine Girl, and the username Genuine Girl is taken, like, everywhere, but it's fine. Um, so I think my new uh, username right now is underscore Genuine Girl underscore. That's it. Okay. Um, I'm also getting back on TikTok. I, I know I mentioned that last episode just wait. The apartment content will be coming. All sorts of content. Post-grad content will be coming. I'm so pumped. I think next, uh, the next episode is going to be about getting involved in different activities post-grad and the things I'm wanting to do for fun, the things I'm starting to do for fun now that I am out of college. Because one of my biggest goals, I might have said this last episode, but one of my biggest goals is having a work-life balance outside of college because 
in college, work was my life. I, I did not have a life. So I'm done living that way. And I'm excited to talk to you about the different things I'm doing to have a work-life balance. I think that's going to be next time or at least in the near future. But until then, if you want to talk, hit me up on social media and I'm happy to start a conversation there. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay genuine, have a great week, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.